Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. We want to share our friend Kayla with you. And advisor. Yes, thank you. Friend and financial advisor. Kayla is on a mission to empower and impact people on their path to financial independence. Yes, her take on planning is a holistic approach so that not only does she help save us money for our future selves and families, but she also helps make sure we protect each other with our plan with proper insurance planning and tax strategy. Very important. And the tax strategy is super interesting. What's unique about it is that it's not narrow focused. It's a big picture take, which is super refreshing. Whether it's your first time meeting with someone or you have a team of advisors, she is a great resource and totally worth a quick chat. Yes, of course. But she's also really nice and she's easy to talk to. Reach out and tell her we sent you. She's a listener and supporter of Girl Powerful and she wants to be here for our community. Give her a call at 213-243-7056. Or visit her contact page at powerinplanning.org. That's powerinplanning.org. Put Girl Powerful in the comments so she knows we sent you. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. On today's episode of the Girl Powerful Podcast, we talk with Jesse Dover, co-founder and chief creative officer of Dagny Dover, a brand making beautiful, functional handbags. In the episode, we discuss being confident at a young age, how to do self-inquiry lists in the morning, and tune in to find out how Jesse, Sonia, and I describe ourselves with three non-appearance-based characteristics. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We are so excited to have Jessie Dover with us. She is the co-founder and chief creative officer of Dagny Dover, a brand that really has changed the lives of women everywhere by being functional and being really, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. I feel like we've been trying to talk for a while. Yeah, before we get into your journey. Yeah, before we get into your journey about creating Dagny Dover, we wanted to go back and talk about your upbringing as a young girl. Because at Girl Powerful, we give girls social and emotional tools to build a strong sense of self. And I Mm -hmm. feel like women our age, we didn't really have that opportunity. So going back, we just kind of wanted to see like what you were like and what were your life lessons at that time. 
Um, what was Jesse like as a 12 year old girl? Okay, let's see. What was Jesse like as a 12 year old girl? I was very energetic. I wasn't all that different than I am now, I would say. I think I was a little more reserved about who I am. Um, I was very energetic. I was super adventurous. Um, I love trying new things. Um, I was, I would say I was a little more like excited to, and less afraid to try new things when I was 12 because everything was new. Um, I played a lot of sports. So I spent a lot of time like on the field or the court just with a lot of other girls. Um, even though at 12, I de definitely loved me some boys. Um, <laughs> Did you? Over Were you like an early bloomer with the whole boy thing? Well, I would say I liked them. But I admired them from afar, but I wasn't an early <laughs> bloomer as far as like, like dating boys. My first boyfriend was in sixth grade and we dated for two weeks and I don't think we talked, maybe we talked like a couple of times, like through our friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what you would call that. I wouldn't say I was an early bloomer. I like that, the from afar thing. I was always admiring from afar, pretty much till I was like 25. <laughs> but like drive by their house, like it got a little weird. Like I would yeah. admire a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, borderline creepy if you're admiring It was always the lifeguard at our neighborhood pool. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I remember the lifeguards. I had older brother. So he always had friends over and I remember like, Ooh, ah, you guys are so cool. Um, I just felt like their energy was cool and they were like tough and, you know, confident. Um, do you, think but I would you say, yeah. Sorry. Do you think being on a sports team helped you build character and be confident because you, you know, skill-based and you also had a team you had to communicate yeah, absolutely. I learned so many lessons in sports. In fact, I often when hiring, I, I really like to know if people have played sports or danced or like been um, a part of a club or something where they're required to like be a part of a team um, and forced to learn communication and collaboration skills because I think those are the things, you know, it sounds silly and my mom always used to say this and I was like, yeah, whatever. But those are the things that, those are the same skills you you use um, once you're an adult out in the real world. And so they're important to have and to cultivate. Um, and I did learn a lot. I mean, my soccer, like one of, I think my biggest lessons I learned, um, which was, I don't know, I still don't know if it was just a lesson about myself or just like a lesson about the world and what it means to be a part of a team. But I loved, I love to travel. And um, I also loved playing soccer and I was, um, a starter on the soccer team and I was a pretty integral part of the team but the soccer season fell right over spring break and every year it was like so this this is like so I'm aware that this sounds like major first world problems but every year I was like I want to go away I want to go away I want to adventure somewhere and I had a game there's always one game over spring break so none of the soccer girls could go away and that was one of like two breaks that we had all year that was like a year a week long so um I decided I remember to just go away I was like I'm gonna do it I understand that like there may be consequences for this action but I need to like do this if I want to um and I had to sit on the bench for a couple of games like every year and I remember it being a real source of contention because my teammates some of my teammates and my coach would always get mad at me it was like a thing like Jesse's doing this. Um, and at the time I felt a lot of guilt about it, but obviously not, I was like not enough guilt to not do it. And now looking back, I think that was a really valuable lesson, not in like, 
oh, okay. Like I have, you have to sacrifice everything for your team or like, you know, you're a bad person or a bad teammate more in like, you do have to like protect yourself um, and your own time and your own energy. And if something like that is important to you, being able to communicate that to your team and being willing to accept what the consequences are is actually a really important lesson to, to learn. And I still kind of like live by that. Like what, like sometimes things are going to kind of ruffle people's feathers, but ultimately it's your job to keep yourself happy and energized and in a state where you can enjoy your life and help like facilitate the things you've created and like be an active member of society. So um, I think I learned how to make tough decisions. I love that. Like that sounds like you were pretty girl powerful as a teen girl to not be like a conformity and only wanting to, you know, do what the crew is doing. Like, where did you get that? Like, inner voice like you actually listen to your inner voice about your needs like of course I want to go to Panama and like have fun in a foam pit but like that is pretty cool that you like had the guts to tell your coach that and you knew that he wasn't or she wasn't gonna like it yeah I don't know I don't know where it came from I think it was uh I've always had my mom has always said I've had a very strong sense of like what I want. And I always do what I want, um, which has, you know, been good and bad. I I don't know if it's a good or a bad quality, but that's just sort of part of who I am. I think as I've gotten older, I've learned that I need to like take a step back and really think about what I want because I've acted on things also where I'm like, wait, did I really want to do that? Was that worth it? Like, so taking a moment before I make a big decision or many moments or a week, if I need a week to like sit on something, um, the answer will come to me. Um, but I've always kind of, yeah, just sort of been full steam ahead. In tune. You're in tune. That's cool though, because looking back, it's like, if you hadn't done that for yourself, you would have, wouldn't have traveled. I wouldn't have traveled. You know, like, where were you going? Like you wouldn't have had those life experiences. You would have been on the field. Yeah, exactly. And I could do, you can do all of it. If you, if you are creative about designing your life in a way that's like cognizant of yourself and others, that's hard. It is hard. And then you're like, hey, girls, step up. I'm, I'm going to be gone for a week. <laughs> yeah, I need Some you. I need you. Chance to play. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, the all-star is going to take a break. Like, lucky yeah. you, I'm going to teach. Well, it sounds like you were strong and confident. And that obviously is one of a couple of the characteristics of a female founder. Do you, so tell us a little bit about Dagny Dover and where that inspiration came from. Yeah. So I actually didn't come up with the idea of Dagny Dover. People often think that I did because I'm the creative behind the brand. Uh, But my partner, Melissa, our CEO, um, we were both actually like living very similar lives in New York city about in like 2011, 2012. And we, so she basically set out to like she she realized one day that like her bag was a friggin' mess and that there was, she was a working woman as was I, that there was opportunity to like 
make really cool products um, that also offered organization and functionality, um, mainly obviously for bags. My solution to this problem at the time was to just make my own bag and not think about it, like move on with my life. Um, Melissa and I met because she was like really into the idea of creating a functional handbag brand. She asked me to go to coffee one day. Um, We connected through the coach network, which we had both um, been a part of. And um, we went to coffee and we hit it off. Um, she was going to school at Wharton at the time, and she was really excited about starting this business. I was working a job, a design job for another, um, company that I just wasn't crazy about. I knew I wanted to start my own brand at some point, And I thought her idea was rad. Um, plus I just liked her. I thought she was really cool. We had a lot of like synergies also it was like one of those situations. I'm not like super woo woo, but it was a scenario where, we were looking for the exact, we were like looking for each other sort of, and the world brought us together. And that was that. Then we started creating Dagny Dover. That is so cool. I mean, I, that's funny. You're like, I'm not exactly woo woo, but it was totally the universe <laughs> in alignment on the specific day at 11, 11 with crystals in my bra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not woo-woo, but, I'm not woo-woo, but it was no, all those things. It's making me think of when I was in college and I had this fossil bag that weighed like 10 mm. pounds in itself. And I put oh, my yeah. laptop in my books and there was just like literally like one divider. Yeah. But like you yeah. all, your whole thing is like taking the chaos out of exactly your like helping exactly. eliminate chaos, which is amazing because there is a compartment for everything now. Like opening yeah. a bag you don't want to be digging through and yeah you know finding older seats at the bottom and all that it can also no, I know I had a girl weird. come in for an interview once and she took out her <laughs> she took out her like tablet and outflung like a tampon and a piece of popcorn oh, and I was like you do not have to be embarrassed in front of me right now but like but let's get this you is why we're that. here <laughs> I'm going to walk you downstairs after this interview and we're going to get you back. I love that. So where did you get the hashtag goodbye chaos? And do you think that by being more of an organized person, like things flow better, like obviously your bag's one thing, but are you really mindful in how you live like in your home and how you take care of yourself? More than being organized, I believe in good design. I think it impacts the quality of your life. It impact it impacts the quality of your life. I mean, if you have, if you're surrounded by like well-designed items and a well-designed home and like, a, you know, whatever, I, I think things flow easier. There's much less anxiety, which we're all fighting all the time because I'm sure like I mean, everybody's friggin' busy. There's always a life transition going on. There's always a like traumatic event going on, I feel like in my life. And so just having what I need when I need it, where I need it is really important to me. And it doesn't take a lot. It just takes like the right items that like fit into your life that make you feel good. Um, And so organization, yes, that's important. I wouldn't say I'm a super organized person. I more just believe in good design and how impactful it can be on the quality of your life. I like that. I think it's important to like set yourself up for success, right? And like make yourself just, yeah, just support yourself in that way by being organized, which I need to work on. I need to work on. Yeah, we all do. (laughs) Teddy and I lived in the same apartment in LA for 10 years. (laughs) 
10 Whoa. years. We're basically married, but we're siblings. <laughs> <laughs> married, but siblings. But no, we recognize we're like, we're not productive in here. We're like, the walls are caving in on us. So during COVID, that was one of our things. We're like, we need to take action and we need to do something about this because it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Anymore, you know, we're just like, totally. we didn't want to be in our apartment, but we had nowhere else to go. So did you move or did you re like redesign your space? We purged everything pretty much. I mean, I, (laughs) I don't know why. I I like how she follows up with pretty much. (laughs) We purged and then we moved to a nicer space because we're like, we, you know, you feel that urge to be more creative and have an elevated space because Mm -hmm. that's what you need. You need, you know, like you need it. Question of like good, bad, like whatever it is what do you need yeah, yeah. Like it's that. like mentally I have to make my bed every day because if I go into my yes, room in the middle same. of the day and I see the bed crazy it will set me off that, so it's like you knowing you like, have to set yourself up for success and in simple ways it's you know it helps the whole yeah thing. yeah wow. exactly I could have like a really good show about like how scary Teddy is <laughs> just about like not doing any of that bags 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 I haven't unpacked from Hawaii in 2015 like you know oh, that kind wow. of stuff oh yeah I could scare every woman on there you should I would love to see that <laughs> no one time I I was home I was like on a break and Teddy was like I'll pay you a hundred dollars to clean my room so I was like okay I'll clean your nice. room nice love to clean yeah. I cleaned her room, found $1,400 in like birthday checks from our <laughs> grandma and our aunt, cash so from her. Like she used to do swim <sighs> lessons. I was like literally pulling out money. I'm like, found you no. bucks. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what a nice sister you are. And also great. I find a couple She's like, and this is my tip. And so yeah. the tip is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean. I'm growing. I'm growing every day, everyone. I'm growing up little by little. Yes. I'm interested to know from you how you like got into the role of being a boss and delegating. Because you know, it's kind of like you guys blew up. Yeah. Right? And like like how did you manage that? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, well, I would say that you can't fully prepare for anything in life right? It's all trial and error at the end of the day. Uh, so, you know, we were just like, I, I guess the only advice I would have is like, <clears throat> we used to say, I mean, we should bring a good attitude and like a willingness to learn and dive in. Um, that said, we also utilize our community a lot um, and our mentors Uh, And really tried to understand what skills we would need to know and learn in order to continue to scale the business. Our plan was always to have a big brand. We wanted a household name. Like we really wanted to make a name for ourselves from the jump. And so we were thinking about what that meant in terms of growth for our team and just the visibility that we would start to experience. However, living it was very different than like being like, oh, that's going to be so cool. Like it is cool. It is cool. But at the same time, like with it comes a ton of responsibility, a lot of other people's lives, 
yeah. like um, their well-being. And so I would say the most important things we did were create a big, like a large network of people, commute a large community that we could pull, like we could ask when we were having like situations come up that we didn't feel equipped to handle. Um, or just run run scenarios by people like, hey, we're having this issue. We have one person working two different jobs. We can't hire someone else. Uh, how do we like, how do we delineate between the two jobs? How do we structure compensation? Like all those things. So, um, so network of people that we could ask, I think it really helps have three founders. I know some people are solo founders. I'm not that kind of person. Like I don't think I will ever be that kind of person. I really cherish my uh, partnership and, and the, the women that I've decided to go into business with. Uh, we bounce ideas off each other all the time, constantly, all day long. And it's really nice to have that support uh, and also just like gut check. Um, and then the other thing we've done is really be open to coaching and uh, putting resources towards uh, growth for ourselves as founders, because I think one thing that people are like being a founder is a little glamorous now, I think, and it's not that glamorous at all. It's in fact, very scrappy and exhausting at times, very rewarding, but also it's intense. It's very intense, um, emotionally and physically. And, um, I would say that like the, like the hardest part about it is not having anyone above you to say like, good job. That was good. Like you, you hit your goal or like, Ooh, that meeting was great. But like, let me help you figure out how to like communicate clearer to people or more succinctly or whatever. There's no feedback loop basically. Right. So um, what's a moment, Jesse, that like you, you specifically, or your team of founders felt like your back was against the wall and how did you guys like get in the zone to be like no like we want to be a household brand we're going to push through this like do you have a specific like moment where you were like man I might throw in the towel today did you ever feel that way we never discussed that to be totally honest Mm -hmm. the way that we gauge things when it gets tough is is the brand still growing are people still wanting the products and like does there look like there is opportunity here for everyone and if the answer is yes then we never question figuring out a way to push through something that's it's really hard. good advice though to like have those couple things like as a founder and any company in any company and be like these are the three things we need to make sure we hit every month and then therefore figure out how to move on and take it day by day. Because I like that you just call yourself a founder, not a female founder. Have you noticed like that word holding anybody back or like, yeah, why do we have to be like, yeah, we're female. What do you think about that whole thing? Cause I've noticed like on LinkedIn lately, it's a big conversation. And there's validity to calling yourself either or, um, I think depending on the scenario and the conversation, I would probably refer to myself as a female founder if it's relevant. And if, if it's not, uh, then I, I just refer to myself as a co-founder or a founder because I feel like 
I guess, and maybe this is like not, I don't, I don't know what this means. So I haven't like dug into this all that far. Mm-hmm. However, I have always, I've always avoided t- like titles and or labels because I feel like they're inadequate usually. <laughs> and there's so much room to like see them from like different, I guess from different lenses, negative or positive. Um, And so I don't know, I genuinely have a a hard time with like titles um, overall, but I don't know. I mean, I don't, I guess what I'm saying is I could see why you would call, I could see both sides of any argument when it comes to like, should I call myself a female founder or a founder? But I'm always yeah, like, because there's a lot of people out there who want to support female businesses. Exactly. So which I totally mm-hmm. think is great. Yeah. Yes. I'm on board with that. But also, I'm also like, why do, you know, when I'm talking about myself, I'm like, the fact that I'm a female doesn't, it's important. Yeah. But it doesn't really have anything to do with like my work. How hard I've worked. Right. You probably yeah. worked harder, unless a female founder means. I'm yeah. a harder worker. I'm stronger. I'm faster. <laughs> I'm, cuter. I'm cuter. I'm richer. I'm kinder. We'll be female founders. But if, yes. it, if it's to be like, oh, there's the girls over there, whatever someone might be right. thinking on the other side, like we yeah. don't think like that. All three of us don't think like of that. Course. Obviously, yeah. back to what Sonia was saying, I think it's like a lighthouse effect. Like if you're searching to support a female founder, yeah. you know, like then that's a great way to find each other. Mm-hmm. and yeah. network network yeah. baby network. Yes. and then we deal with um we teach mental health tools to girls so we start from eight to twelve to serve as a prevention program so we want girls to have all these social and emotional tools so they can manage their own emotions going into puberty and then their teen years mm-hmm. so we all like I feel like we all have our own issues but like the pandemic was you know really a time where everyone had to sit with themselves. So do you either, are you open to share about like your life during the pandemic or like how you feel your mental health? Of course. Yes. Mental health. So important. I've had a few different moments in my life where I've had, um, I would call them breakdowns, mental breakdowns, (laughs) probably. Um, what the pandemic was an interesting situation because it wasn't one event that happened really quickly. It was like a long drawn out thing where like, you know, uh, one of my other most like impactful breakdowns was like right after a breakup, an unexpected breakup, which I just fell apart. Like I didn't have my pillars in place. I wasn't in a strong mental place. And that just kind of like shook the card, like the card house freaking fell down, I guess you could say. Um, but it was quick and it happened and then I could recover from it. The pandemic has been so unique because it's been like, just like a long drawn out, like, yeah, sitting with yourself and really like evaluating, you know, is my life what I want it to be? Does it look like I want it to look? Am I proud of myself? Have I made it like to where I wanted to get? Have I achieved the things I wanted to achieve by now? All the things. Um, I I would, so one thing that I've been doing lately, well, let me back up for a second. One thing that I have been struggling with is the amount of 
work that I've been doing over the last 10 years <laughs> and how I've decided to structure my life around work. And I've always prioritized that because that's what I was taught. And as a young woman, my guiding lights were my, the adults in my life, which were saying, you know, I didn't get, you know, the, the women were like, I didn't get a chance to go to college, go to college. I didn't get a chance to be a business owner, run a business. Like I, you know, I'm married and I have kids. So I'm, I feel very trapped and I don't, I don't get to do the, like explore my dreams. And so those messages sort of like, they sunk in for me. And so I was like, all right, work and freedom were my main goals. And obviously I'm a creative. And so like making my dreams a reality as a part of that was a big part of it. And I think that that is still true. However, the pandemic has made me realize that uh, that's not the only thing. And there are ways to work smart, not just hard that I didn't realize before. And so one thing that I do now that I didn't do before is every morning when I wake up, I do a self-inquiry practice where I sit down, I meditate for like however long I have. If it's two minutes, it's two minutes. If it's 20, it's 20. And then I ask myself, rather than what do I want to achieve today? I ask myself, what do I want to feel today? And then I write down the feelings that I would like to experience. And then I write a list of what things I can do to sort of facilitate those feelings. And what I do then is sort of just drop those into my bigger list of things to do for, for work and like adulting and whatever our lists, you know, um, contain. And if I'm able to get to a few of the things on that list, I really feel a lot better about my day. I've been able to create a life for myself or start creating a life for myself. That's more based off of like intrinsic, um, satisfaction and, um, just like, I guess, feel feeling as opposed to achieving. Yeah. Um, I love I think that. What did your, that. what did your self inquiry list say this morning? I'm curious. Um, oh, I'll pull it up for you. I love that phrasing. I've yeah. never heard self inquiry. Where did you get that? Or like, did you kind of just, it I, made sense to you? I have, uh, again, I'm like a big believer in like coaches and therapists and just people that can help you be the best version of yourself. I have a coach right now who's amazing and she helped, she, she suggested that I do it and it changed my life. So I don't know where she found it, (laughs) but I want to share with everyone because it's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, So today you're, oh, sorry. No, go, go, go. No, 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 share. Share. <laughs> How do you want to feel? Very, like, public way to share this, but I love it. Okay, so if anyone takes anything away from this, it's it's worth it. Um, today, I want to feel physically fit. I want to feel confident. I want to feel calm and sure of myself and unwavering uh, and unapologetically myself. I want to feel like I have agency over my life, and I want to provide a loving and supportive environment for the people around me. Uh, And the items on the list are, I'm going to have a workout today. I am going to drink lots of water. Uh, I love listening to music. It changes the whole vibration of like my mood. And so I'm going to listen to music that I love, meditate, 
and uh, journal. And I think I'll probably get to maybe three of those today. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, so what happens is I end up at the end of the day, not feeling like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I'm so tired. Like, did I do anything for myself? Like, did I even get through my work list? I don't know. Like, all I can do is just like eat chips and watch TV and like fall asleep. <laughs> um, and instead I start feeling, I'm, I'm feeling more like, oh, like I did things that I intended to do today for myself. I am in control of my life. Yes, and it that. feels really Say that good. again. I am in control of my life. I'm I'm in control of my life. Yeah. I love that too, because it changes your perspective. I want to start doing this because if I wrote like, I want to feel free today, like yeah. maybe I would register when I'm out on my walk or my hike, like this is my moment of freedom, you know, like, mm-hmm. or like a conversation you have with a colleague or something. You're like, oh, this is my joy because yeah. I love talking to that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the connection that yeah. we're all seeking coming out of the pandemic, like in those moments, like yeah. when you have that list and those feelings incorporated with these actions, you can actually be present. Like when Mm -hmm. you said, like, that's the bringing the awareness to these actions and like being like, that's when you feel actually like a human and connected to like each other, yourself, and just a bigger, a bigger picture. A bigger picture. Yeah. I have moments where I'm just like, oh, this is happening right now. And I wanted it to. And then I like take a deep breath and the people around me are like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just having a moment of appreciation. I know when you were sharing your list, I just wanted to close my eyes and absorb it. <laughs> have you, do you get think that. that your team and your friends and your family have noticed a change in you through the last couple of weeks of doing this exercise? Yes. 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 A hundred percent. Did they vocalize it? Mm, people vocalize it, but they also were just respond to me differently than they would oh. otherwise. I think uh, I've actually had some challenges with it because people are used to getting things from me that I'm having to sort of like not provide because I need to prioritize other things um, at times. That's been like, I've had a couple but of interesting situations, but also I think it's prompted me to have more real in-depth conversations with the people around me that I care about that help them to understand me and who I am. And also gives them permission to do the same thing. Um, So that's been like a beautiful um, outcome of this, just understanding people on a deeper level and having them understand me on a deeper level. Yeah. And I think that like through these shifts and you growing as a person, like it's also, Sonia and I have been talking lately in the last couple of weeks, we felt a lot of our friends and family have been shedding a lot of layers and us included and even like it sounds like you're shedding old patterns and like becoming who you truly are and like that's so special and if some of those people don't get you know accept you for this new and improved lady like deuces totally deuces (laughs) so our last question we always end with with all of our awesome powerful women is what makes you feel most alive such a good question. I have so many answers to this question. We're here, girl. We're here. Most alive. I feel most alive when I am on the move from one thing to the next, whether I'm on a flight to Asia 
or right now I'm in Mexico, on my way to Mexico. Um, I don't know, even from home to work sometimes in my past life, just appreciating the things around me and that I have the choice to do whatever I want truly. And that again, yeah, like, I guess it's those moments where I feel empowered and I feel in control of my own life. Like I'm here because I want to be, and I'm doing this because I want to do it. And it's part of my sole purpose. Sometimes that happens on a hike outside in the sun when I just have a moment to sit and think, not sit, walk and think and reflect on just like me being here and enough right now. I love that answer about being on a flight and in movement and like, yeah, taking, taking it into your own hands. Be like, book the flight, take the trip. You want to go meet new people, go meet new people. Like you, yeah, you, yeah. feelings and like movement is energy. So mm-hmm. it's like, you're continually moving that energy through you through acts of movement, which is amazing. And you're in touch through with act- feelings too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and creating. I think hearing you say that actually, I'm like, yeah. Oh, and the energy movement is exactly it. That's exactly it. Moving the energy through. And so designing, I think is also one of those things that gives me that sort of like, like trans, like, I don't even know. It's almost like a trance that I go into that is, I'm just there in that moment. And I'm like processing things and items are coming out of it. <laughs> Love that. Jesse, wait, I have a question. What? Whoa, whoa, so whoa. <laughs> we do this with the girls. So what are three non-appearance-based things you love about yourself? I love this. Sonia's like workshopping you. I was sticking <laughs> to the list of questions, Jesse. Sorry. No, I love it. It love makes it. for a really fun conversation. I love that I am generous with basically everything, time, money, anything. I think that it provides a space for people to feel like they can be themselves. So I love that I'm generous. I love that I am fun and adventurous. And I'm super resilient. Yes. Those are three things. I love that. Thank you so much. For what are your guys' three things? Now I need to know. I'll go. So I would say non-appearance-based characteristics of Teddy Surge are <laughs> always evolving. Yeah. Like um, honest sometimes to a fault could hurt your feelings but hey sorry sorry not sorry I've got socks that say that so he's like please don't wear those socks well they're yellow and turquoise and pink so she needs a like Dagny Dover aesthetic yeah if she wants to wear that I I use them as man repellent I go your outfit right now is man repellent and I'm like I know I would like them to stay away from me okay and my last one would be I'm I'm very nurturing and loving and like such a tender heart at the end of the day like I can come off like totally different than that to like someone on the street but 
if you're in my circle or the girls it's like I like I'm so empath like an empath it's ridiculous I just mm-hmm. cry 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 they share answers like that <laughs> and I'm just like oh. they change oh. our lives hearing that you know what they share with us and so we're lucky to to be able to hold this space for our girls yeah we in our virtual workshops sometimes the girls will share and you'll see Teddy and I are in different <laughs> boxes and you'll see us both just go off the we're screen like, and then we're like, all right, we'll be back in a minute. Go take a bathroom break. Because <laughs> we're just we're crying. crying. We're just bawling. And they wouldn't really understand it. But I think at the same time, we do work with a lot of underserved youth and in areas and, you know, cultures that being like a wimp or a pussy or whatever the words would be and not showing your emotions isn't normal. So one of my yogi friends told me they're like Teddy that's powerful to like just like show them that you care in that way and it's okay for a strong person to cry Mm -hmm. so that kind of changed my perspective but when I'm leading a conversation and I'm just bawling like my eyes are teary right now but it's it's kind of complicated I kind of know how to read the room if I'm going to share that with them or not yeah I mean what you guys are doing is incredible it really is so thank you And I'm sure that they are so thankful, even if, you know, I don't know what, how deep you get in your conversations, but I do also think to your point that one thing I've learned as an adult and is freaking hard is to experience things in front of people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to take them out with your emotions, but to be human enough to like make it it's the same thing as like give people sort of agency to like, or, or, or permission to experience emotions yeah and you being a role model for them in that way is huge yeah yeah because like growing up I always felt like different and if I had the space to know like oh she has the same exact feelings that I have you know and that's how you connect and instead of feeling like a loner isolated or outsider you're like this whole group of 25 girls feels the exact same way at moments in their life and that mm-hmm. changes everything, your whole mindset. And that's everything. the freedom. That's the trust. That's the openness that we're all seeking. You know, everyone yes. like puts you in a box and closes it and duct tapes the top. And it's yeah. like, act like this. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, <laughs> razor cut that duct tape and let's <laughs> explode the party. Of this consent. is a new analogy. I love I made it. it I like it. <laughs> so girl powerful duct tape. The girl powerful duct tape. Rip it I want to hear Sonia's characteristics. So three things I love about myself. One, I really do like to sing and dance and be silly. Yeah. (laughs) It just makes me feel good. And it's a sense of freedom. I like to see it. It makes me know you're happy. So it's like, it's like you're showing people, Hey, I'm happy. (laughs) I think it's that. that. So, you know, like feeling that it makes me feel good. Um, I love how connected to the earth I am. Mm. I really feel strongly like in tune with the elements. And I think that's something that I was always kind of afraid or ashamed of, or like you said, woo woo, but Mm. it's something I, you know, I love about myself now. And I also love how compassionate I am with the girls and always will be, (laughs) you know, it's just in me and ingrained in who I am to help people. So, yeah. Oh, I love those. Those are so good. Also, I love that you sing and dance. I love to do that. I love to be silly too. I spent the last year with my 12-year-old brother and my mom in Colorado. And it was 
so much fun because being around a 12 year old is like just I mean everything's funny Mm -hmm. everything's funny like I forgot all the old jokes and like the singing and the dancing and the just like being silly so important Oh yeah, we get FaceTimes from 12-year-old girls. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah. okay, girls, it's nine o'clock. It's time for us grandmas to go to yeah, bed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm old, but I'll answer and we could talk about TikTok. And <laughs> you know, you'll delete the TikToks I make on the Girl Powerful page, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> They're like, that's not okay. Uh, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassing. But just <laughs> what are we gonna see from you in the near future? What can we expect from Dagny Doe? and where can everybody find you you can find me at jesse dover j-e-s-s-y-d-o-v-e-r on any platform and you can find my brand dagny dover d-a-g-n-e-d-o-v-e-r same thing on any platform and we are i mean i'm most excited right now about working on some more eco-friendly products that we're releasing um this year actually very very soon our first recycled products are going to come out so stay tuned or sign up for texts or emails or whatever you know form of communication you prefer um from us so you can hear about it and see all the new goodies um what else is coming that's it. That's the, those are the things I'm most excited about. Well, yeah, eco-friendly recycle. I like that. That's going to be good. You're going to be a good role model for other brands too. So <laughs> yeah. that's yes. Thank you. All right. Well, Jesse, thank you so much yes. for your time. You. What a good conversation. So deep. Goodbye, chaos. Jesse, goodbye, Joker chaos. The house. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.